So <clears throat> we are here, episode 65, weighing in with Travis Hartman. Uh, weekend Trav, uh, you know, we're back again in person. I love it. I'm getting used to this in-person stuff. I like it. I like it. So we're going to be talking about the matchup that was last night for us. That was Teofimo Lopez versus George Cambosis Jr. And we have some other upcoming bouts we're going to talk about. But first and foremost, we want to thank our media partners, TH Boxing, IF Enterprises, and Gulfstream Financial. You know, I always say it. As always, thank you for your media support. We appreciate it. We do appreciate it. Weekend Trav. Yes, sir. Good to see you. You're in a weekend trap outfit as well. I like seeing that. I'm not going to fail you guys. I will end the year of 2021 on the weekend trap note. There will be a different and new shirt every episode I like from so here this, on out. Is this Santa? Yeah, it's getting a little Christmassy. Wow. It's a okay. tropical Christmassy. Hopefully everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, we are in Christmas season mode, so now I don't feel like a, a big old loser listening to Mariah Carey and Wham jam out to the latest Christmas tunes. However, I am B-Money, the producer. That over there is Weekend Trav, and we are on the home stretch the next few weeks. We are in the Advent season leading to Christmas, but Weekend Trav, with the Advent season, comes lots and lots of boxing matchups we're going to get to that in a minute a few minutes a lot but let's talk about the fight that has been going on for about a year maybe 10 years it seems like it and that is teofimo lopez uh taking on george cambosis jr that was last night the takeover how did the takeover (sighs) work out for lopez you know it didn't work out too well Mm. but if the guy I mean, Tiafimo Lopez, if he just would have kind of been a little more quiet after the fight, Mm. everybody would have gave this kid props because I think they put a strong case for fight of the year. Mm -hmm. And at the end of November, they had fight of the... It really is a fight of the year candidate for sure. So the takeover didn't happen like he thought it would. But this is another thing that, you know, we're we're in that season now of Christmas is coming up, right? So... um, God always laughs at us when we tell him what we're going to do. Yep. Hey, this is what I'm going to do. TFMs, I'm taking over. I'm doing all this. Well, God has other plans for everybody. And, you know, God has other plans for this kid. This kid's very talented. Bar none. He 100% really is. He was the lineal, or not lineal, but he was the undisputed uh, champion on all, all titles, unified titles. Yep. Um, but last night did not go his way. So, so let's lay it out because I, I remember the episode that we had. We were in the TH boxing facility like we are now yep. uh, and, and we were sitting down. We had a different setup. We were sitting. We had boom mics. We didn't have this table in front of us and we talked about it. We talked about what we thought was going to, what, what would happen. This was like summertime ladies and gentlemen. I think they said this fight has had seven different dates, four oh. or five different venues, multiple different promoters and guess who actually originally had this fight? Triller. Did we not predict that Triller was going to go under? We that, called it. That should have been the first red flag for this uh, this setup. However, we at the time thought Teofimo Lopez would be the favorite. And we probably even thought that leading into this weekend. And probably, we you know what, Weekend Trev, I will actually say this. If that fight happened as scheduled, I actually think Lopez probably would have won that thing. I agree. But let's 100%. talk about the adversity that Cambosis Jr. had to deal with yeah. from this fight being summertime originally scheduled to yeah. now being just Thanksgiving weekend. It is over, and now he's a unified champ. Yeah, since Cambosis is from Australia, he came over here was training. I, if, I, if I'm right, he wasn't allowed to go back home. 
So I think he's been here the entire delay, which I, I, don't, I don't remember exactly how long it's been, but it's been eight, ten months probably. Something like something crazy that he hasn't been able to go back home. And he had a newborn kid. He had a kid born the same time as this fight was going to happen. Um, the guy's been through a lot of adversity. But in the same token, Tiafimo Lopez, too, I think he had a child born as well. So he was away from his family training, multiple different dates. There was a point where they didn't know this fight was going to happen. Tiafimo Lopez said that he spent almost $250,000 on training camps leading into this fight. Claims that he had $20,000 to his name going into this fight. Hmm. And I, I probably believe it because there were so many delays that, yeah, man, they probably did cost him a lot of money to move camp, have camp, move camp, do it again, bring in sparring partners, paid sparring partners, got delayed, got delayed. And for everybody listening, this these delays were no fault of the fighters. This was more of a promotional um, stalling mo well, movement. Well, it started with COVID. So it did start with Teofimo Lopez contracting COVID. At the very beginning. At the very beginning. And then it was just a free-for-all. So with Teofimo Lopez stating that with regard to his bank account, what I would have suggested then we can travel knowing this mm -hmm. is he probably should have spent about eighteen and 19000 extra dollars on training camp. Because the end result was Cambosas Jr. taking the split decision victory and every single belt that Teofimo Lopez has a smiley face after yep. he beat Lomachenko and he has all these belts on yep. but now he doesn't and you know what here we are so what what do we see what did you see during the fight from both contenders here oh my gosh so when this fight came out hot Tiafomo came out with the chip on his shoulder, which is fair. He should have. And I think everybody, even the experts, were like, this fight is not going to go past two or three rounds. And I, I was almost in agreement, not that it was going to go three rounds. I thought it was going to go six. Uh, my, my prediction um, off air, I didn't, I didn't make an official one, mm -hmm. but I said sixth round. I thought Tiafomo was going to um, knock him out in. But the first round was fireworks. Tiafomo came out. Every single punch he threw, I was like, that was bad intentions. These guys were just, they were in each other's faces during the fight. Even like at the end of the round, they were in each other's faces. Um, so the first round, Tiafomo came out on fire, was just throwing everything. And guess what happened? He got caught towards the end of the round, put flat on his butt. Mm -hmm. He did get up. It was a, I call it what I call is a flash knockdown. It was a clean shot. Tiafomo went down. As soon as he got up, he was fine. He was clear-eyed. He was fine. He was. But he went down. From a big punch that Cambosis is not known for his power. Yeah. And the fact that he countered him with the overhand right and just set him on his butt, I was like, oh, so this is a fight. So props to the former champ because he took it to him to start. And this is in Tiafoma Lopez's hometown yeah. in Brooklyn. And, yep. And, and usually what you'll see is somebody's just trying to protect the belts. So yeah. kudos to him for yeah, starting for that fight. And the fight itself, as you mentioned at the onset of the show, could be a candidate for fight of the year. Could be. Uh, it is a candidate, at least. It, I'm not saying it's number one, but it is easily a candidate of fight of the year because of that very fact. So the first round, obviously, Cambosis wins that round because he got the knockdown. Right. Uh, after that, Cambosis, surprisingly, boxed really well. Mm. It was like beating him to the punch, just like controlling the fight. And... It was literally back and forth, back and forth. Cambosis was edging him out, edging him out, mm. two, three, four straight rounds. And then Lopez comes back later in the fight, get, drops Cambosis in the fight, and now you're like, uh-oh, he's going to finish him. Yep. And he tried. Like Cambosis was hurt too, and Tiafimo tried. But it's just when a man in the boxing ring in life has a will to win he, you're carrying this guy out on a stretcher. And I think Cambosis had that mindset. Yeah. He came into that fight. He was like, I'm a winner. I'm going to win this fight. Usually fighters and, and, and the whole buildup, they mouth off. There was a, there was a bunch of bad blood. But oh, yeah. Cambosis was like, listen, I'm going to hurt this kid. I'm going to beat this kid. I am not leaving here without the title. And you guys think I'm kidding. He goes, but I'm not. I believe in myself. I back myself. I'm going to win. 
And what did he do? Yeah. He there, backed himself and go, he came in. It goes back to what we said last week on episode 64. Listen, these guys are going to the ring. Neither one of them has a loss in their minds. Nope. No. And they're it, both undefeated. The moment a fighter or anybody in any combat sport has that element in their brain, they've already lost. We were talking about that last week Last as well. week we talked about it. Um, so when we walk away from this fight uh, weekend, Trav, I, I don't think it was necessarily a highly publicized fight. I think the weekend kind of screwed it up because of Thanksgiving weekend and things like that. So I don't know what the numbers are going to be out of the gate. Not good. Um, they didn't even sell out the Hula Arena, and I think the average ticket was like $53, and they didn't even sell it out. And it was in TFOMO's like hometown. I'll Hershey, be honest. I think some of that's on the Lopez camp. I think uh, Teofimo and his father just have a stigma about them, that they're difficult to work with. You know, if you can't sell out uh, an arena that you know, has $56, $57 seats in New York, in your hometown, yeah. that ain't taking anything over. No. What, what is your thought with regard to Lopez now going forward, especially hooked at the hip with his father? What do you see coming from them? Well, to, to finish out the fight, the fight ended up being really good. TFMO came on strong the last like three rounds, and I believe he made the fight super, super close. That knockdown helped him. I still had him losing the fight. I believe 114 uh, 112 was my scorecard. I think that that was correct. That was my scorecard for uh, Cambosis, and I thought that was a fair scorecard, which means. That was one round away from being a draw. Yep. It was that close of a fight. They gave it a split decision. One of the judges had it for um, Tiafomo. The other two had it for Cambosis. Yep. But the correct guy won, in my opinion. It yep. was a close fight. So with that being said, when they're in the ring, I just want to comment on this. When they're in the ring afterwards, Cambosis is such a classy guy because when Tiafomo beat Lomachenko, Tiafomo was on record saying, oh, I'm not, I don't need to rematch him. No, I did what I had to do and left, right? So Cambosis, being a classy guy, came out there was like, you know what, praise God, thank God for all this stuff. I worked hard for this. I backed myself, all this stuff. And it was like, all respect. He goes, it was lead up, all yeah. respect to, and he to, says, to Tifomo. And he says, run it back. He's a Let's run it back in Australia. We're going to have 60, 70, whatever he said, 1,000 people. Seed, yeah. I don't know. Australia's a little restrictive with the big seats, so I don't it know how that's going to work. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. But he, he said that. And that was after Tiafimo had already said in that interview, in the ring after the fight, I won that fight. Tio came in and, what and did said, he say? I won 11 rounds to two. And then, and then he, he backed off and he said, I, I mean, it was 10 rounds to two. But he was a little delusional and yes. a lot delusional. I think clearly if you look at his face in that fight too, I don't, I don't think he could tell how banged up he looked until he went to the locker room. But Tio looked like he lost yeah. the fight. Well, banged up or not. So Cambosis basically lays that platter out for them. And the typical speak after the fight is, yeah, we're going to run it back, blah, blah, blah. But instead, Tio didn't say after Teofimo was disrespectful in the ring, then when Cambosis lays it out, being respectful and laying out, let's run it back in Australia, Teofimo's response was, you know, well, we got to go back and, you know, go back to the drawing board. I got to spend time with my son and this and this and we're that. We're still taking over. We're taking it over. It was still nothing happening. about, yeah, let's do this again. Yep. Let's do this again. You know why? His psyche, his ego, yep. all that took a massive hit. And to be fair, you brought it up, uh, the, the whole dad, fa the father, trainer, all of that stuff, um, the whole mix there, because we just saw that with Sean Porter and his dad. His dad yep. threw the talent a little early, um, which, which I, I don't disagree with because of the reason why the dad did it, but... The whole father-son um, training thing in boxing, it is a very, it's a fine line. It's very difficult because the ego of Tiafoma Lopez's father in between rounds, I think, got to him mm. quite a bit because one, his dad was lying to him between rounds. His dad told him he was winning rounds, mm. lying, like straight lying to him. Good round. You won that round. And I was like, uh, to me, I was shaking my head. I'm like, listen, 
I get you don't want to be negative in the corner for sure, but don't lie to me. I'm a fighter. Right. My dad, I would straight one time. I remember in a fight, it was I fought Danny O'Connor, who ended up being a world champion, I think, or fought for a world title. And literally in between rounds, I come back to the corner. I look at my dad. I'm like, Dad, like I can't figure this out. What's he hitting me with? You know, what my dad said, he said everything. <laughs> and he was right. Yeah. But but my point is, he was honest with me. He wasn't just like, oh, Travis, you're doing good. Tia Fomo needed some honesty in between those rounds because he wasn't getting it. Yeah. His dad w- was more talking about the after party. Yeah. We're going to celebrate after this. We're gonna, you know, f- fine and dandy. That's not good boxing instructions. He needed to be more straightforward. Hey, you need to calm down. Do what you do best, okay, and start pressing the action, letting your hands go because Tio can fight. Yep. Tia Fomo Lopez can Absolutely, fight. Absolutely, when he is hungry. Y- yes, but... There was a lot of distractions, but at the same token, Cambosis went through the same distractions. So that's why I really don't think that the distractions should have been uh, any more or less for each guy because both guys went through it. Tio had a lot of pressure before the distractions because he was the undefeated guy who just beat the guy. The guy, yeah. You know, Lomachenko. So he had a lot of pressure for sure, but both guys did. Well, I would dispute that he actually beat him, but go ahead and keep going. So, and it is what it is. Tio... I think that I hope that he goes home, he sleeps on this, gives his brain a couple days, three, four days rest because his brain got battered. That's why I'm not a huge fan of uh, in-the-ring interviews because of that very reason. I know that people are fans of it because it does give good TV, but I think T.O., Again, doesn't have good people around him because a good person, a good PR guy, a good coach, a good manager is in there grabbing him. Hey, be careful what you say right now because you're not thinking straight. Mm. You just went through a 12-round war. That was a war, and I loved it. It was a great yeah. fight. But you got to like, you gotta chill for a second because even even the announcer, I, um, I can't remember the guy's name, uh, Chris Mannix was just like, Tio, like, nobody's shaming you for this, buddy. Like, we were congratulating. This was an amazing fight, you know, and Tio was apologizing to his fans. All He's like, he's like no. He goes, you put up an amazing fight. Like, mm. But then Tio started talking smack mm-hmm. and like, oh, Baba, I won this fight. Gave no respect to Cambosis. Mm-hmm. Zero. Mm-hmm. So when that happens, it's just hard to be a fan of, of the guy after that. But I can, I can feel his pain, though, because in the ring, I, I've said and done some dumb stuff right after a fight because you're not thinking straight. You literally, he was concussed. I think he was clearly concussed, for sure, because he was saying some off-the-wall stuff. Well, he's saying the off-the-wall stuff that is coming out of his mouth is what's been given to him in that it's moment. It's ego. Well, no, not only that, but from his corner, from yep. his father. Yep. That's who was talking to him yep. the entire fight. So that's the message that he has in his brain in order to relay to Chris Mannix and everyone else watching the fight. So here we are, past this fight. We now have a brand new unified champion, the king of Australia, basically. I mean, yeah. out of nowhere, this guy. I mean, obviously, he was sparring partner with Manny Pacquiao and other things. But he had done nothing like this, though. Nothing like this. This so, is a big deal. Awesome for him. Changes his trajectory of life. Um, so, so kudos. What is now next? Where do we go? Let's start with Lopez. Where do we go with Lopez and his father? And do we call it a camp? Because I only see them two together. I don't see anybody else really around them. I think they both have to go back and reevaluate. And as a father, you got to put your ego aside and, and try to oh, figure out what's best for your son. He has the biggest ego out of both of them. He does. And, and that usually happens, though, when, you're, when your son is doing as well as he's doing. The father's living through that a little bit. He is. Oh, yeah. And this father maybe is living through it a lot more yeah. than most fathers do. He's, it's not more, um, I'm proud of you, son. It's more of like, look what I've done as yeah. well. That's what it feels like. And yeah. I don't know him personally, but that's what it feels like when I watch that. 
I do have to say this on our predictions. We never made a prediction video for this, uh, but low key, we were like, "Yeah, Tio's the the definitely the favorite." I thought he would win. Yeah, but I was in a group message and we were talking, and we both did it because now it's legal in Florida for sports betting, online sports betting. Yep. So me and uh, Lewis and Frankie, who you know, own yep. Hagen O'Reilly's uh, wine place. They own a cigar place. They own a bunch of stuff. We were in a, in a private message and oh, we were like, Marie, "Hey, yeah. guys, we're the Armories. Yeah. We're like, hey guys, uh, I go." I'm predicting that Tio is probably going to win because he's a favorite. I go, but I'm putting money down on Cambosis. The odds the were odds so, so good. Slant, like it's so jaded. You, you bet a hundred bucks, you can take, take back seven hundred. Take a little. So, so we do not advocate gambling because we understand Thank that's you. a vice. Yes. We don't advocate this. What we talk about on the show is not a guarantee of anything. But this was private conversation when we were it having. came to this fight, and I mentioned this on probably I, I can't remember if it was our Instagram feed or our Facebook feed, wherever it is. But I posted. You know, our minds were telling us one thing, but our wallet is speaking something different today because we both thought Teofimo Lopez, rightfully so, that's why Vegas had him as a massive favorite. We thought he would win too, Uh but we said, you know what? These odds look so good. Throw a couple bucks towards Cambosa's way. Why not? Because what's at risk? Just the money you throw in, but the payout was so rich. And guess what happened? We woke up, said, "Oh, we were wrong on Lopez, but our wallet feels pretty good." It does. All of us, we were all right. We all, we all bet on that fight yeah. against Lopez, against the favorite. And guess what? We won some money. But once again, we do not advocate that as a pastime. We did that because we felt uh, just compelled to. First of all, be money as a financial advisor. The risk and the reward there. You, you, there. You're, 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 you had to go in on that one, right? Like it was nothing to throw that away. Twenty-five to hundred bucks yeah. just to put it down. But you know, like my my potential theoretical bet that I placed on the Steelers today, thinking they would do something better against a divisional rival, the Bengals, that probably wasn't a good bet. No, it was not. You bet more. I, I nickel and dime. I, there was many, many months ago that we were called out by, by somebody online that said that he was an alpha male and we were not because we don't put our money where our mouth is. I think it was with the Jake Paul fight. The first was it? Oh, yeah. A, I had to block a guy. Or I, I think. think the second fight or something like that. I had to block and guess a guy. what? That guy disappeared quickly because yeah. we were right. But anyways, it doesn't matter. So we got that in Lopez. Now, Cambosis Jr., a lot of people have come out of the woodwork within 10 seconds of him winning. So I don't know we can travel. What do you think would be next for him? We have a few names. We have Ryan Garcia coming, you know. Come out of the woodworks because in January 1st or January 2nd, it'll be exactly a year that he's been out of the ring. He's already – so some of the funny things I see online is that Ryan Garcia has already got a loss to Cambosis. He's going to lose by anxiety. Oh, my gosh, that's terrible. Anxiety is a a serious deal, but, you know, it is what it is. Devin Haney's coming out of the work. He has a fight still. I know. (laughs) I mean, we got all these guys coming out. They're businessmen, though. They're ready. They're businessmen. They're trying to set it up. So what do you think would be next? Because if I'm him, I ain't running it back with that clown. No. I want a bigger fight, but I want it in Australia. I don't don't disagree with him, but can you – I, don't I think, think you, COVID. I don't think you can sell a big fight there, though. But right COVID's now. an asterisk, anyways, because yeah. I don't know how they would fill a stadium. I don't know what the rules are there. But what would be next for that camp, Cambosis Jr.? Honestly, I think that as exciting as this was and all the bad blood leading up to it, I think Cambosis's biggest money fight is to run it back, honestly. Mm. 
I think if he runs it back with Lopez, he's going to make the most money. He's a very honorable guy, so I can see him running it back. And if you're Tiafoma Lopez, you absolutely you should run it. this back. You need this. Yeah. You do. You can't move on. This. Listen, I, I do applaud Tio because he, he's he's a very, he's marketing himself pretty decent now. Um, about to take over. He wants to take over. He wants to go up and wait and fight all these guys and do all this other stuff. But guess what, Tio? One step at a time. You got to come back and run this back. You have to run this back, period. Yeah. Because if you want to do the takeover, run this back. So with that being said, yes, I think he's got to run it back. And I think any promoter, any television network out there would buy this fight. Sure. Because it was a potential potential fight of the year candidate. So I think if Cambosis wants to make some serious money, he what he could do, though, is take a tune-up fight before that. Make a little bit of money, fight mm-hmm. a guy who he's supposed to beat, mm-hmm. you know, a lesser, a top 10, top 15 guy in the world, beat that guy, then run it back with Tio. But otherwise, I, I, I wouldn't, I'm trying I to wouldn't fi- fight Haney. I wouldn't fight Garcia. I was going to say, but I'm trying to think of what names would be in the mix there because all these guys are fighting. Yeah. And so who would be... Well, technically, that makes sense, though, for Haney because Haney's fighting now, so yeah. that would make... They're on the same schedule. Well, Haney needs to get through Jojo Diaz Jr. first. And that's going to be a good one. Um, so, but I wouldn't mind seeing an all an Australian-type car because you got Cambosis Jr., and you put, like, Ebaney Bridges in there. Ooh, everyone ooh. everyone wants to see her fight. Ooh. Everyone wants to see that. Everyone or just guys? Uh, you know. But, well, she's, guys. you know... Anyway, anyway, so... All right, so let's talk then because I mentioned that a lot of these guys have upcoming fights. So let's talk on this calendar Poof. weekend trap. Bigger than I thought. Holy to crap. To end the year. By the time you're listening and watching this, there's probably maybe the two fights are already over. December 4th, we got Devin Haney taking on Jojo Diaz Jr. December 5th, Gervonta Tank Davis for the WBA title. He's fighting... I don't even know who he's fighting. Isaac Cruz. Isaac Cruz, and that's it's yeah, a fill-in from Roley. And that's and that is going um, Staples Center, L.A. I mean, that's just this weekend. December is littered with other fights. Um, let me just run through them really quick. We can travel if I could. Yeah. So I mentioned December fourth in Vegas. This is on DAZN. Devin Haney, Jojo uh, Diaz Jr. We have December fifth, the next day. Gervonta Tank Davis, WBA title. Isaac, Isaac Cruz. Cruz. That's L.A. Staples Center Showtime pay per view. Then we shift down, and there's other fights during the month. So so just grant me some grace here. December fourteenth, not on TV, but it's in Japan. In a way, the monster. The monster. He's a pound for pound guy. He's fighting. Then we got, let's see, December 18th, which we talk about quite a bit here. We got Jake Paul taking on Tommy Fury out of Tampa Tampa. at the Amelie Arena where the Tampa Bay Lightning play. That's also Showtime. Triple G, of all things, is fighting. We didn't know that. Triple G is fighting some guy. Murato. Murata. December 29th. Japanese guy, I think. That'll be on the zone in Japan. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, that's just the next month. Yep. And those are all huge headlining names. Yep, big time names actually. Yeah, which is crazy because usually we don't get that many. That's the, again, weekend traps preaching to the choir. But I always say this: please tell me that boxing is not peaking and it's at its all time high right now. People are absolutely crazy in my mind to think that boxing is not. We have never in the I would say the last fifteen, ten to fifteen years, I don't think we've ever had this busy of a December. Hmm. That's how hot people are trying to strike while their iron's hot right now. Absolutely. I hope they're not trying to water it down too much. But with these type of fights, they're going to be good fights. So I think people are going to love it. I yeah. think people are going to flock to all of these fights. And I, I highly recommend everybody watch all of them. There's no reason not to tune into every single one of these. The The pay-per-view one for Javante Davis or Isaac Cruz, that's a tough pay-per-view sell to me. And I'm wondering if they're still going to make it pay-per-view, but they might because they're trying to build Javante up as like a, the next Mayweather type. Well, it's so your, it might it's be. It's Showtime contracted, so no matter what, it's pay-per-view. Yeah, so that's uh, they have to, but I just don't know that that one's 
necessarily going to be worth the pay-per-view price. They better stack that undercard a little bit. And right mm. now I'm not hearing of too many people on the undercard. So oh, there's that. And I forgot. I'm sorry. Calendar-wise, skip right over it. December 11th, Lomachenko's taking on Richard Comey. How can you forget that one? Because that Holy one's going to be crap. a good one, too. And that's on ESPN+. Plus. We didn't see. I don't think it's on ESPN+. Plus pay-per-view. It might nope, just be I think it's just pure plus. ESPN+. Plus. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, the next few weeks are jam-packed. We have a lot of stuff to not only possibly wager some money on, but also discuss and talk about. And these are all names that are, are also could be possibly discussed with who we just mentioned, the new unified champ. George Cambosis Jr. is now a player in that division. He's actually, let me put this better. He's not only a player. No. He is the owner of He's that division dog. because he has every single title he, that Lomachenko used to have, that Teofimo Lopez used to have. Now Cambosis has them all. He's officially king of the mountain. I mean, out he of is. nowhere. He, so, he calls the shots right now. I, you know, fans overnight. I, I hope everyone that watches this stuff, you know, that you became a fan of that guy. Classy dude, man. Duh. If you watch that fight too, there was times at the end of the round where literally the the, the bell rang and Cambosis is getting in Tio's Lo- yeah. Tio Fimos Lopez's face is like let's go what I'm ready and like going back to the corner just like hyped yeah. like that's what that's the kind of motivation you need out of a fighter to win a fight like that he fought a perfect fight yeah so we have that obviously you mentioned Jake Paul taking on Tommy Fury December 18th Tommy Fury's brother we have yep. some stuff to talk about with him what's going on with uh, the heavyweight champ of the world. Tyson Fury, yes. So we know that B Money predicted and called the upset of Usyk over Anthony Joshua. Well done, sir. Mm. Um, so they're talking about a rematch with Anthony Joshua and Usyk, but Tyson Fury, who's a brilliant mind, he really is when he's not acting crazy, but he said he's offering Joshua step aside money so he can fight Usyk first, beat Usyk, and then fight Anthony Joshua. And the reason why that is, that's a big business and a big money play because yep. a lot of people think that Usyk is probably going to beat Joshua if they rematch. So if they rematch and Usyk's beat Joshua again, what that does is that sets up a big fight with Tyson Fury and Usyk, but that ruins an all-England yep. heavyweight fight with Joshua and Tyson Fury because now Usyk has beat Joshua twice. If they fight again, he's, he's throwing AJ a bone. He is. He's throwing AJ a big bone by, let me fight Usyk. And I think Tyson Fury beats Usyk. And then Tyson Fury can fight Joshua. And then if Joshua wants to rematch Usyk after that, go for it. But otherwise, on the bigger scene, the money scene, the the blockbuster scene, because I do want to see Joshua fight Fury. I do. Mm. I think everybody does. I would rather see that fight first. So, well, let me ask you this. So, obviously, it's great. That's the best decision for Anthony Joshua is to take that deal. Mm -hmm. But other way around... Is that the best option for the current champ? Is that is that the best option for Tyson Fury? To fight Usyk first? Right. I think so. You think? Money-wise. Okay. Yeah. Unless, unless he wants to fight Logan Paul. Oh, my gosh. No. No, <laughs> I'm but, kidding. But my thought is this. I think at this point he would run through Anthony Joshua. From what we've seen, he'd run through him. I think so. Take care of that. It's over with. And yep. then it's a unification bout. With Usyk, you think? With is that Usyk, yeah. Um, yes and no. I mean, I think it's better that he fights because right now Joshua has no titles. Mm. So if they sold that fight, it would, it would be solely on Tyson Fury, which he would sell it. But I think that what they're hoping for is, uh, Tyson Fury to have all the titles. And then I just, just think we're, tough, se- I just man. think we're selling Usyk short again. Well, you know, you're, you're probably right. I mean, who knows? If could Usyk possibly beat Tyson Fury? Yes, he possibly I, I, I could. Think he could. It's boxing, as we know. 
boxing is one of the hardest, I think, sports to predict because one, one punch can change an entire trajectory of a division. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. one punch, not one fight, one mm-hmm. punch can literally change the trajectory of a whole entire division. So you're right. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, honestly, it's, I call it gambling. It's almost gambling when you're promoters and you start putting these guys in. I think that Eddie Hearn of Matchroom Boxing, who promotes Anthony Joshua, I think he took a huge and a stupid gamble when he fought Joshua versus Usyk because that fight didn't have to happen. Usyk was coming up in the heavyweight division from the cruiserweight division to fight. He didn't have to fight Usyk. And I thought stylistically, even in my prediction, I thought stylistically it was a bad style matchup for him. I just thought he could beat him, and he should have because he's bigger, faster, stronger. But Usyk is super talented, super technical, and guess what? He had the will to win, just like Cambosis Jr. Yeah. Usyk had the will to win that fight, and it's, he came out there and would not take anything less. It's been really nice to see some upsets here for us over the past few months. Keeps boxing um, interesting. So we'll see. I mean, that heavyweight, that, that heavyweight picture is a very interesting setup. Obviously, that's going to go into the new year. We're not going to see anything with regard to that over the next month. Um, so we can trap. If there's anything that's coming up over the next month, what is what what is one of these that you're actually that you're number one looking forward to? This is it. This is the one that I really want to see. This is for me Christmas. One of these fights that we've talked about. I mean, besides Jake Paul oh fight, <laughs> I want to. I think the Lomachenko, and the reason why because in a lot of people's minds, Lomachenko was easily top one or two or three pound for pound fighters in the world for a little while now. And he lost to Tiafoma Lopez, so everybody obviously had to put Tiafoma up there. And then Lomachenko ended up having surgery, said he had a shoulder hurt. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see what Lomachenko shows up. Yeah, but he, because came, he's back, fighting. he came back and, and won. Not really a credible opponent, though. Right. That's when it, This Richard Comey is a legit guy. Absolutely. Is a legit test. According so to, I want to see that. According to Tiafoma Lopez in his camp, Comey's number three uh, in, the, in the world in that weight class. So that's even a better one. Then. <laughs> but he says that in order to make credibility of his own victory yeah. over Lomachenko. Of course. He said him, Lomachenko, Comey. Ego, ego maniac a little yeah. there. Ego got in the way. Ego got in the way of that guy. It yeah. did. You yeah. do, but that's the thing, too, that nobody, and I'm not talking smack on it. As a professional boxer at that level, you absolutely have to have an ego. I, I, would, I would really But you've got to check it a I little bit. I want to see photos from that after party to see how many people were there. Oh, gosh. You know what? It was in Brooklyn, so the way that... I think that's and that's the reason why I think Teofimo Lopez was so adamant that he won because it was in his hometown, Brooklyn. Brooklyn's a, Brooklyn, New York is just like they're it's just tough. So all your fans, all your friends were there to watch you in person. So you cannot accept a loss. So he's not going to accept it because of that in front tough, of his friends. But it's also they're looking at everything through their own filter. Exactly, they that's are. I have friends. You from, get blinded a little and bit. It's not no disrespect. I have friends and family from Brooklyn actually. But they view things through that Brooklyn lens. So, okay. There you go. So, anyway, so if you're looking, so your main thing that you're looking forward to is Lomachenko Comey. I would have to agree with you because, listen, I, these other fights are going to be great. I'm definitely not looking forward to December, uh, to December 18th with Jake Paul and Tommy Fury. I'm still on that curious train, is it? I want to see if Jake Paul can beat a quote unquote boxer. I think he could. He's the underdog, too, by Vegas. I've, I've been on record for months saying. This fight to me is boring. I don't want to see it. Last time they fought on the same card, which was just a couple of months ago, yep. I walked away saying, I don't want to see that trash. It is going to be boring, and I'm going to be right. I don't care who wins that fight. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to be boring, though, because the guy who Tommy Fury fought was a very, very awkward former MMA guy. Awkward guy. He was, it was, in my opinion, again, 
guys, let me start promoting a matchmaking because I could help you guys so much. But it was a terrible matchmaking opponent to set up a potential Jake Paul fight because the opponent they put in front of him was an opponent that you weren't going to look good against. It was going to be a rough, tough, ugly, like, I couldn't even bear to finish watching that fight. It was so bad. You're right. It was boring and stupid and just bad. So then what's this going to look because like? Because I think this is going to be better because Jake Paul is a boxer, been training for boxing, has more boxing skills. He's not awkward like an MMA guy or one of those guys. He's actually going to have, and that's what's going to be good for Jake too, is that he's fighting Tommy Fury, who also is a boxer because Jake Paul hasn't fought a boxer yet, right? So I think this fight stylistically is going to match up a little better. I really do. So I can go, I'll go, you know what? We're, we're going to go on record for this. I think it's actually going to be more of an exciting fight. For a main event, we think. it's going to look like a mess in the ring. It's going to be hot garbage. I think it's going to be better than you think. Lukewarm garbage. But I'm not calling it, it's not going to be a Tiafoe Lopez versus Cambosis Jr. main event. No. No. That's high, that was high quality boxing. That was elite level boxing. This is going to be... I'm not going to call it a dumpster fire, but it's going to be the dumpster right before it gets lit. Okay. <laughs> I think it's, it's going to be gonna more be... exciting than we think, though, because I... I think we could possibly see what if this happens? What if he comes out there and Tommy Fury drops Jake Paul in the first round? Well, what we're gonna Jake s- Paul no. comes back, drops what we're Tommy see, Fury. Stylistically, is two guys that aren't ready for this moment. They're not ready for the main event. But they're both not ready for it. That means they're on even playing field, then, right? I mean, I guess, but for us <laughs> as the fans watching, we're going to watch this and be like, ugh. The reason why everybody's going to watch it is the same reason I'm watching it. Like I said, I'm just I know. curious. No, no, listen, I'm just listen. Cu- it's train if, wreck. if anything, if you're driving down the road, even though it's a bloody mess and a bunch of people you over there. You hear the horn. And you just, you yeah, look. you're going to look. You look. I, I get it. You're going to look. I get it. I'm just I'm not looking. looking forward to it. So that is like. To me, like night number three of Hanukkah. I'm, I, that's a good gift, but it's not that great. So I'm going to be looking forward to, same as you, Lomachenko versus Richard Comey. Yeah, that's a legit boxing You know, scenario. the fact that it's, it's in Madison Square Garden, which is like the, one of the meccas for all this stuff. It's the mecca. And Lomachenko is slowly but surely under the radar building back. He is, man. Because if he beats Richard Comey. In an exciting fashion, if in he somehow fashion, busts him out of there in a knockout or something. You start putting his name in there with Cambosis. Okay. See, and that's the secret where nobody's talking about a Cambosis versus Lomachenko because Nobody. Lomachenko hasn't came out and called him out. Correct. Because you know he why? Won't. He won't do that. Because he doesn't need to. No. He's Lomachenko. Lomachenko really, even though he lost the T.O., Lomachenko still holds a lot of cards in that division. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows it. I've said this, and I'll say it again, and it wasn't because of how T.O. Uh, fought uh, on Saturday night. I think that when Lomachenko and T.O. rematched, I called it beforehand, I thought that Lomachenko beats Tio if they rematch. Yeah, that fight will never happen, and officially doesn't need to happen. Yeah, not because you know, because Tio doesn't believe in rematches. Evidently not. Evidently not. So, or maybe that's senior saying that. I don't know. So yeah, we can travel. We can travel. Episode sixty-five, kind of in the books. Let's go ahead and with a final thought. Boxing's hot, man. And guess what? Damn it! Give me a- Christmas is coming up. Okay. We're about to have the Christmas season. Maybe I should do a countdown to Christmas every day, starting December 1st. December 1st. So we got a few days. We got a couple days. Okay. And we can do like a, what, what, what is the, do you remember in a Christmas Vacation? Yeah. There's like that little book that you open up and like it's, you, each, oh, yeah. each day it's a, is something. Yeah, it's a, yeah. That's what I want to do for boxing. Okay. Like a boxing Maybe even a person. We'll do like a person, a potential matchup, about something cool. Because 
boxing is hot right now, and I, I want to give it all the love and respect that it deserves because I'm a boxing purist. I love boxing. Everybody knows that. I don't have to keep saying it, but I will. But I love boxing, and I want to give it all the respect it deserves. And right now, it's hot, It man. deserves a lot of respect right now. So if anyone has any thoughts about that, uh, I can't remember the name of it. I know what you mean because we have those things in our house. Yeah, yeah. And you can get one of those things. I forget what it's called. It's a countdown. Door, yeah. has a stupid little piece of candy or whatever. If you have thoughts about that, maybe it's fighter of the moment. Maybe it's matchup coming up. Maybe it's past matchup. Top 25 favorite fights that you can think of. Maybe it's Weekend Trav's cool shirts throughout the year. Maybe it a is. a different one. But I don't know how many. There's only a couple that I've been approving of. That, that I, think, I, I think only like one. That one I enjoy because it has old St. Nick, and he has a parrot on his, sh- and his shoulder, and his shirt looks like it has strawberries on it, but I have these glasses on, and I can't tell. You'll be excited because next week I'm going to bring out some ornaments out here. I bought a Santa Claus today. Oh. A stand-up Santa Claus, like a three-footer. He might have to just be chilling like right here Jeez. next week. We well, don't know. next we don't week know. that will be post Devin Haney uh, taking on Jojo Diaz Jr. and also post Gervonta Davis uh, taking on Isaac Cruz. So, final thought is you want to do something with regard to Christmas for 25 straight days. Do a countdown. Countdown. So, if you have any thoughts about that, comment below Lord and or subscribe below. Um, good Lord. What's your what's your um, what's your final thoughts, everybody? I don't know if I have a final thought. The, you know, we just finished up what we're recording. I just watched my football team win, so I was happy about that. Um, you know, I'm still. Last week I talked about thankfulness and uh, just being being in the present and, and realizing that. And I'm still in that season. So you know, always never take anything for granted, folks. Uh, if you're listening to us at this point in the video or the podcast, if you're catching us on on Spotify or anywhere else on the audio or YouTube on the video. You know, this is the number one beards, bourbon, and boxing podcast shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically Laureate Park, specifically in a boxing gym, shot on a Sunday or Monday. Today is Sunday in the world. In the world. Yeah. So that is us. So I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that we have that demographic. I'm thankful for all of this. And, you know, I think just going forward for all of us, continue to do that. I think that I would be remiss if I didn't mention my baby in this, Isabella, who tomorrow will be three weeks old. There you go. And I also have to brag a little bit on her. Okay. I didn't realize, but 13 days old, she was already rolling over. Wow. I have video of it now. She rolled over, didn't get video of it. I'm like, oh my gosh, is she ever going to do this? She's rolling over at 13 days old. I'm not exaggerating either. So we looked it up and they're like, oh yeah, a couple, two to three months is usually when babies roll over. 13 days old, baby Isabella was rolling over. You want to know my prediction for baby Isabella? Mm. I think baby Isabella, Isabella Alejandra Hartman, is going to be the first two-sport women's professional athlete. Wow. That's the prediction. The first? No pressure. I don't think there's a two-sport women's professional athlete. Well, that's a bigger topic. So what's considered professional women's sports? I mean, golf. Okay. Tennis. Okay. Boxing. Yeah. You're going to be mad when I throw this Don't in there. Don't say WNBA. Basketball. <laughs> Don't say that. Soccer. I'll give you a soccer. Is there, is there is those three, four? There are some leagues, I guess. And that's, if, I think that's I guess about it. If you're paid to play But remember sports. this, though. By the time she's up at age, 18 years from now, maybe there's some other, like, maybe, maybe we have, I don't know, I, I don't even know, other professional women's sports out there that are big now. Hockey. 
Maybe we have full on hockey. Soft, maybe we have softball. softball. Maybe we have maybe we have football for women because they're starting to kick in college they have football. Lingerie football. So <laughs> I don't think that's pro though. I don't think we consider that pro, do we? If they're, I think if you're paid to play a sport, you're it's technically a professional. Pro. This is actually true. I, I have a feeling there's probably been more than one, there's probably been a two sport professional women's okay. athlete. A legit of the major women's sports. About, I think she's going to be too How about thing. make it about a uh, two-sport uh, Olympian? Oh, that's a good one. That Ooh, that's very good. Okay. okay. All right. Either way, I think she's going to be a two-sport Don't give me a start on the WNBA. Are you <laughs> I serious? I know. I threw that out there at the end, saw, and this listen, is going to carry listen, on. I saw, I saw a link on ESPN's app about how the, the, the NCAA, the college women's tournament, is going to be fire. Really? <laughs> who, the heck, who the heck is watching a bunch of layups? Who's watching a bunch of layups and, and 15-foot jump shots? Somebody, I think. Mm. Well, this somebody is not. <laughs> I can tell you that. And if you don't like that, then you give us a thumbs down and you comment below because WNBA. We allow haters. We do. I, I'd imagine if you're paid to play in the WNBA, you probably have a second job too. Well, did you not see that there's a top NBA player that has an OnlyFans account? Did you not see that? NBA or WNBA? WNBA. Woman. Oh. Woman. It was a woman. More, more power to them. She's making money, more money on the side. Even, even more of a question, is that a job? <laughs> okay. So I think that's, if that's a final thought, I don't know if that's a final thought for me. but Final rambling. Is it? That's what we do, though. That's what we ramble at this point because we have just finished off that. Anyways, um... That's about it. That there is Weekend Trev. That there's B-Money, a.k.a. producer, a.k.a. I actually kind of like Aaron Rodgers now. Oh, yeah. He's the man. God bless. Amen. God bless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.